in our second class in Perech of Ches. Okay, this is the last of the chapters uh, would deal specifically with Simcha, with the next chapter, Chavtes, dealing with the issues of what is known as Timtumalev, right, the dullness of the heart. Um, so let's get back into where we're holding here. Um, what we focused on yesterday was the idea that we know that there is a concept that any machshava, any thought that pops into my mind, right, is obviously being sent from heaven, so to speak, right? So there is a concept that the Baal Shem Tov talks about and the Talmudia Baal Shem Tov talks about, the idea of elevating a thought, meaning that every thought has a spark of Kedusha, of holiness in it, and even though right now it's manifesting itself in a way that does not look like Kedusha, does not look like holiness, nevertheless, you have to say that the root of the spark is, in fact, coming from a holy place. With that in mind, with that in mind, why not try to lift it back up to its source, its holy source? So, for example, if, if a person has a taiva for uh, something in Olam Hazen, that's clearly coming from the Midah of Chesed. And therefore, if I could just lift up, lift up that thought back up to its source in the Midah of Chesed of Kedusha, right, that would be able to elevate the entire thought. However, the Alter Rebbe says, don't be a fool. Don't be a fool to think that you could lift up a thought back up into Kedusha if you are stuck down here, Lamata, in not uh, having the, you know, the fact that you have this thought in the first place, right? So what am I supposed to do instead? Instead, again, we are told that we should push it away. Push away the thought. Go to a different direction. That's what we have to be doing. That's what we're holding. So let's start from the colon on, uh, on uh, page uh, Lamed Hay over here. It says like this, Ach, Afal P. Cain, even though so he says like this, you re- the fact you realize that you have this negative thought, right, it could get you very depressed because here you're trying to do a Vodas Hashem and at the same time you're having like this negative thought come into your mind and you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, like I- I'm in bad shape here, right, I, <laughs> I'm, you know. I'm trying to dive into Hashem, and I'm thinking about uh, what's going to be for breakfast. I mean, it's not like the breakfasts around here are that exciting, you know. And nevertheless, I'm still. This is what I'm thinking about. I must be, you know, I must be in, uh, you know, I must be, you know, in the really the wrong place here. So he says, don't look at oneself that way. To be atzu, right? To be depressed, or nibzeb, right? Or to be like disgusted in one's eyes. A person has to know that for sure. The time of davening is a time of simcha rabba, tremendous, tremendous simcha, right? That's the way he has to be, right? So he has this in mind, that he has to be besimcha rabba, yeah? Right? Right? So instead, what does he have to do? He has to use this as a, as a, trigger for him to realize that he has to up the ante, that he has to now put even more effort in than he was doing before. The fact that this thought is falling into his head at this moment 
is like an instigator for him to say, okay, we got to take it to the next level now, boys. Right? We got to pu- push ourselves even further and we have to be even more besimcha, right, in this time. Right? Besumu el when he places into our ki nefila ha-machshav azarahi mehaklipa shebechal ha-smoli ha-oysim ilchama veni im nefesh alokiz shebo. Because he realizes that where is this thought coming from? This thought is coming from his nefesh Bahamias. This thought is coming from the klipa. And he realizes at this moment, right, that right now, as we're about to say, he is at war. Right? The, Torah, the Zayar tells us that the time of davening is a time of war. And he realizes that what's happening now, he is at war. He is sitting down to Davin. He's putting his effort in. He has his nefesh keys on fire. Here he goes, right? And now I have a machshav azara pop into my head. What does that mean? He's going to explain like this. When you have two opponents standing next to each other and everyone's quiet, so then uh, nothing happens, right? But when you start to make your efforts... And tried to win, like uh, the guys that were playing basketball last night by my house, right? So, you know, when they're just sitting around dribbling, nothing, who cares? But when you start to make the move, right, to drive to the basket, right, all of a sudden the guy on the other team is going to try to, it's going to try to defend you. He's going to try to get the ball away from you. He's going to, because it shows that you're, you're putting effort into it. The same way here, that when I'm sitting here and I'm not doing anything, so my nephew Bahamis also doesn't have to do anything. But when I'm starting to put effort into my davening, when I'm starting to put my effort into serving Hashem, so all of a sudden, right now, okay, now the Nefesh Bahamis is going to wake up. The Nefesh Bahamis is going to go to war with me. So, in, so I have to realize, oh, this is, this is the Nefesh Bahamis sending, you know, sending its, its shot back over the bow, right? It's coming along and saying, we're at war, let's go. It's dropping his gloves, like in, in a hockey game or something like that. You got to, like, right now is the time to, like, instead of backing it down, instead of saying, oh, like, whatever, you know, oh, I'm, what was me, you know, this guy is going to, you know, war with me, oh, oh. No, now is the time to, like, rev yourself up and realize, okay, this is it. I'm really doing it now. Now is the moment. This is, this is when it all happens, right? So that's what he's saying here. So this is the way of war, the way of two people that are wrestling, one with the other. When one side gets really strong, he starts to put his effort in, right? Like if you've ever seen like a wrestling match. I don't know if you guys ever saw sumo wrestling. You ever see sumo wrestling? Right? So in sumo wrestling, right, you have these two big guys, right, in Japan, right? And they're like, you know, at first, the first thing, they first they bound, you know, they, they charge at each other. Okay, so now it gets to a point where, where, they're like, where they're like just sort of leaning on each other, you know, wanting to see who's going to, you know, put his uh, energy this way or his energy that way and whatever. And they're just like leaning there. And, and all of a sudden, one of the guys starts to like really put himself into it. So then the other guy, who oh, starts to put himself into it. And then they start, you know, they, they try to wrestle each other, try to push each other, they lift each other up by their, they have like a big, huge belt that goes around their waist, right? <laughs> they try to lift themselves up, you know, to lift them out of the ring, to push them down, whatever. It's like, but at that moment when they're not doing anything, they're just sort of leaning on each other, like they're sort of waiting. Who's going to be the first person? Who's going? But as soon as one of them like starts to put his effort in, so then the other one puts his effort in like as much as he can. That's what he's saying here. That 
when one side wants to misgaber, one side wants to push the other side. So all of a sudden, now the other side puts his effort in. So instead of saying, oh, well, I'm davening, and all of a sudden, Machshav Bazar comes to mind, oh, what a low life I am. How could I have Machshav? No, that means that I'm doing something good. It means that I'm, I'm accomplishing something here. Because otherwise, the Nefesh of Ahamias would be just sitting around doing nothing. Who cares? You're not, you're not doing anything anyway. What's the difference? Why should I spend my effort to give, throw you a Machshav Azara? In other words, if he's throwing Machshav Azaras at me, that means that I'm actually accomplishing something with my davening. Right? I'm, so now I have to like dig in even more. It's like I have to recognize that that is a sign that things are going. Things are moving. Now I have to go and put my effort in more. That's what happens. But that when the Nefesh Elokis puts his efforts and he wants to davening, right? So immediately then, as soon as I put my effort in, I'm going to focus, I'm going to focus on my davening, I'm going to focus on all the different, like on the kavanas of the davening, I'm going to focus on Pirish Amilas, I'm going to focus on what I learned in Hasidis before, right? At that moment, all of a sudden, I start thinking, what's for breakfast, what's for lunch? I start thinking, oh, I left something in my room I have to take care of. Oh, I forgot, I have to call my mother. Oh, now I'm going to think about this. Oh, remember that movie that I saw one time? Oh, and like all of a sudden, everything, all this whole repertoire of, of thoughts compiling into your head. When you were sitting around doing nothing, there, were, there was no repertoire of, of thoughts. It's dafka when I put the effort in. That's when all of the thoughts are going to come in. Right, Azai Gama Klipa Misgaberz So he, the Nefesh Bahamis, now comes in to try to block me, to try to confuse me, to try to just mess up whatever's in my mind. Right, that's what's going on. So now a person could say to himself, "Oh wow, I really am not accomplishing. I'm really a low life. I'm really not doing anything." And, you know, and the fact that I'm, I'm thinking about all these things just is an indicator to me that I have not done anything in life. I have not accomplished anything. I'm nowhere. So he says, Don't make the mistake that the world makes that the fact that I'm having these bad thoughts in my head indicates to me that I'm not accomplishing. Because if I would, they, they think, look, if, you're, if I would really be davening in the right way, I would think to himself, I'm really not going to have any machshavazars. I'm not going to really have anything. The fact is that this is like a ruler. Right? I'm measuring. I'm a thermometer. I see that the fact that I'm having machshavazaras is an indicator that I am not doing anything. I'm not accomplishing anything. If I would be davening kishmak and I'd be davening the right way and I'd be accomplishing something with davening, for sure no machshavazaras would come into my head. That's what the world thinks. So the Alter Rebbe is telling us, don't think this way. This is a wrong way of thinking. This is inappropriate. Why? Next page. Right? The emis would be like their words, In other words, that if the situation would be that I would only really have one soul in my body, as most people think prior to learning Tanya, right? So then what they would be saying is true. 
right? Here I'm trying to daven, and all these machshavazars are coming into my head, and it shows that I'm really not accomplishing anything. So that would be right. You aren't accomplishing anything. If you only had one soul, right? But, right, So, in other words, he thinks to himself, I have one soul, and that's the soul that's putting his effort into davening, and it's thinking machshavazaras. So, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really getting anywhere here, right? Let's 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 look at the facts, boys. It, it ain't happening, right? So he says to himself, you know, I have reason to be pretty depressed, right? However, aval but in the real truth, right? However, the truth is, it's not like that. The truth is that that is completely not what's happening here. The truth is that it, there are two souls that are battling it out, one with the other. Each one, each side, his inner desire and his rotsun, right? His whole being, right? in other words, not just his rotsun, but it's like the tainug of that soul, right? The chefetz, when it says chavtso, it means like his inner desire, but it's like a pleasure also. It's like so deep in his whole being, his lim shobol, is to control the person. And the brain should be just completely consumed with the inyanim of that soul. In other words, the Nefesh of Bahamias is on a mission. His mission is, I want to completely control the brain of this person, of me. That's my mission. And I am going to fight tooth and nail to make it happen. Nefesh Elokis has the same mission as we've been talking about since chapter 9. I want to be in control of the soul, in control of the body, excuse me. I want to be in control of the, of the brain. I want everything to be me. So now you have these two opponents that are fighting. Where do they fight it out? Dafka during the times of Davani. And especially someone who is really putting effort in. Now, obviously, it's not talking about a person who's just rattling off words and it's not even putting effort, any effort in. And the fact that he's thinking about his vacation next weekend and what he's going to do for the off Shabbos and whatever. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about here a person that's putting effort in. And despite the fact that he's putting the effort in, his brain keeps on popping up with all different types of shtus, all different types of nonsense that keeps on coming up. This person should know that he is actually accomplishing. How does he know that he's accomplishing? Because like we said before, that if he wasn't accomplishing, the Nefesh Bahamis wouldn't even bother. It's the fact that he is accomplishing. Just like we said before, remember the two sumo wrestlers? It's Dafka when one of them puts the effort in and he's actually going, getting ready to push the, the other guy out of the ring. That's when the second guy comes in and starts fighting. But if they're just leaning on each other, then nothing's happening. You following what I'm saying? That's the idea here. Okay, so he says like this, because all the thoughts of Taira and Yira Shemaim and thinking about Hashem, that's coming from the Nefesh Elokis. And that's what he wants his brain to be thinking all day long. And all the things of Olam Hazeh, it's coming from the Nefesh of Bahamias. Rak, however, he adds one last point here, which is the kicker. Shahalokis melubesh is ba. And that's what makes it hard for us. At the end of the day, 
my nefesh of Lakis is enclosed within my nefesh of Bahamis. So it's very hard for it. Because the nefesh of Bahamis wants to drag it along everywhere. And that's where the war comes in. Right? Got it? So now, we said before, what am I supposed to do with this? How am I supposed to handle this? So the Alter Rebbe had given us a great piece of advice. The piece of advice the Alter Rebbe had given us is to not try to get involved with the Nefesh Bahamis. Just ignore the Nefesh Bahamis. Focus on Hashem. Focus on what you need to be doing. Don't fight off the evil. We learned in chapter 12 that a little bit of light pushes away a lot of darkness. So my job is don't get involved. Don't get sucked in to the Nefesh of Bahamis. Go weiter with my mission. That's the idea. And you see that this, this, this concept is, is a, a concept that is, constant, is, is always coming up in Hasidus, and it was very much the point of the Rebbe over and over and over again. Stop fighting. Don't fight. Just go forward. Go forward with my mission. Don't get into the arguments. Don't get into the fights. Right? Someone wants to come and, and debate uh, something about uh, God, something about Judaism, something about whatever, comes into the Chabad house. What's the first thing the Shaliyah does with him? He says, you want to have a tea? <laughs> you want to have a piece of kugel? Let's put on tefillin. Come for a Shabbos meal. At no point of time is the Shaliyah having a debate with this person. That is not the direction. The direction is overwhelm him with kindness, overwhelm him with the goodness, overwhelm him with mitzvahs. I saw the other day uh, one of these uh, Febrengen um, papers that he was saying a story about about the about the Rebbe. With, I don't remember who he was with, but um, someone came into him and he asked a question to the Rebbe. He says, "How could it be? How could it be that that the Rebbe?" is having this whole uh, connection or this reaching out to non-religious Jews. We know that the Chassam Seifer, back in Europe, right, he decreed that we shouldn't, right, that, that we should specifically just stay away from the non-religious Jews. Don't get involved with the religious Jews, uh, non-religious Jews. Just don't, you know, leave them to be. You just focus on, on yourselves. The masculine. The masculine, right, exactly. So the Rebbe turned around and said to this person, uh, he said, this is a Rav from, from, uh, from Europe, and he said you, that it's a completely different situation. Over here, you're dealing with people that did not learn about Yiddishkeit and they're at war with Yiddishkeit. Here, you're dealing with people that never knew anything. Right? This is America. How much education in Yiddishkeit do any of these people have? Zero to none. And you have literally, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of Jews, the majority of the Jewish people he's talking about, this is going back to, uh, you know, whatever, the 60s, the 70s, whenever this uh, discussion took place, that, that just haven't, they don't have the background. They don't know. They don't know anything. 
right? So the Rebbe said to him, I was thinking about how am I going to be able to, how can we educate these people? How can we bring them back to Yiddishkeit? How could we, and he said that he realized that the idea of one mitzvah brings on another mitzvah. Mitzvah, what's the rest of the line? Gorera's mitzvah, right? That a mitzvah brings on another mitzvah. Get a Jew to do a mitzvah. It'll cause, the Torah tells us, one mitzvah brings in another mitzvah, which brings another mitzvah, which brings another mitzvah. That's the idea here, right? So that's what we're talking about. Don't get into a debate. Don't get into a fight with this person. God exists, God doesn't exist, chas v'shalom, to say even those words, right? Don't get into the debate. Who are you talking to? What, what's the point of a debate over here? That's not the, that's not the direction. So in, in other words, really, he's, he's, the, the Rebbe was using a, a similar idea to what we see over and over and over again in Tanya, and in, in particular here. Don't get into a debate with the Nefesh of Bahamis. Just go weiter. And then he brings a mashal. This is like the idea of a, of a person who's davening with Kavana. And standing in front of him is a person who's an uh, idol worshiper, right? A Russia was an evil person. And he's constantly he's talking and bothering him, annoying him, right? Why is he doing it? In order just to mess him up, in order to just to confuse him, in order to you know distract him. So this is the advice. For sure. Shalola Hashiv Loi not to answer him back Adra. Not good, not eat, not bad. No, don't get involved. Instead make yourself like a deaf person. Lo Yishma, right? Not to at all listen to anything that he's saying. And fulfill what is written. Don't get involved in, with a fool in his foolishness, lest you become like him. Don't get involved. This is actually a tremendous lesson for, for us in life. Don't get in, you don't have to get involved in every conversation that's happening around, you know, in the cafeteria, for example. Don't get involved. Don't get involved in everything that everyone says to you. It's okay. They can say their 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 two cents. Don't you have, you don't have to get involved. You just go right there. You do your thing, right? Everyone, especially you see with Bali Chuva, especially in the beginning when they're first becoming from, they feel like they have to fight the entire world. Everyone, anyone says anything, they're they're going to war with them. Why? They have to prove that Yiddishkeit is right. They have to prove what they're doing is right. They have to prove everything is. Who asked you to defend Yiddishkeit? No one asked you. Yiddishkeit could do just ganz good without you getting involved. Don't worry. You just do your thing. Right? But that's what happens because of the insecurity of the person. They, they, they have to prove that they're right. They have to prove to their parents. They have to prove to their brothers, their sisters, their friends, or this, or that, to their Aunt Trudy. Right? It doesn't matter. Whoever it happens to be, they're gonna, they, they are going to go to war. Right? They're, who asked you? No one asked you. Just be quiet. Aunt Trudy could say whatever she wants. It's not a problem. It's not gonna. It's not gonna add or subtract anything from your life. 
Okay, Aunt Trudy, I hear you. Yeah, thank you so much for your input. I will go right there, right? You don't have to debate. No one asks, No one's asking you to debate. In the same way here when we're davening. Don't get involved. Don't get involved with the Nefesh of Bahamias. Instead, double down your focus and get into it even more. Right? Don't answer the Machshav Zara back. Don't get into any claims or counterclaims or whatever. You know, it's, it's like just let it be. Let it fly. Let it fly. Let it float right over your head. No problem. Just go dig down deeper. Because if you're wrestling with someone that's really dirty and filthy, right? Someone that's in the mud. So guess what? You're going to get dirty too. That's the bottom line. Once you get involved in the argument, you are already, you're already lost. What does Mizabek mean? Mizabek means to wrestle. Once you get involved, once you get involved in the argument, you have already lost. Whether it's an argument with your Nefesh of Bahamias, or it's an argument with your neighbor, or it's an argument with your Aunt Trudy. Right? It doesn't matter who you're arguing with. You are, you've lost. Make yourself like you don't, you don't know. You don't hear. That all these thoughts that are piling into his head. Just take him away from your mind. So now what do you have to do? You have to use this as a trigger to dig deep inside yourself, to put your effort into your kavana. And if it's hard for you, <coughs> to take them away because they're just messing with your head your brain is exploding with all these ideas you have such an issue going on so if you can't do it you then you have to then you have to lower yourself down and just ask Hashem and think to Hashem and, and plead with Hashem in your thoughts to have compassion on me. With his tremendous compassion. Like a compassion that a father has for his child. Right? This is what you do. In other words, you try your best. You go deeper. You go deeper down into yourself. Dig deep into yourself. And it still isn't working. So then if that's the situation, you just dive into the Shem with all your heart. Help me. Help. I need your help. Hashem. Have compassion on me. I can't do it by myself. And for sure then, Hashem will have compassion on me. On my soul. Because my soul is coming from Him. To save it. To save it from these rough, troubled waters. Because the bottom line is that I am a portion of Hashem Himself. And Hashem will come along and save me from these 10-foot waves that are happening, that are crashing over my head. So the point is that, what does He say here? He says here that first thing you do is you work very hard to concentrate more and more and more and more. But if that ain't working, then you just have to ask Hashem, help me, call out for help. Nashem will for sure send a life reserver your way and save you, save me.
So with this, we've concluded this section of Tanya. We've discussed, right, how, first, if you remember, back to the beginning, just make a conclusion for this whole discussion. Number one, the Alter Rebbe proved that, that a person has to be besimcha constantly. Number two, the Alter Rebbe proved that it's an avoda, it's not a reward. Simcha is not a reward. It's an avoda that a person needs to be constantly you know, putting his effort into. Then we discussed in the beginning of 26 the idea of if my depression is coming from, God forbid, uh, negative things that have happened in the world from all the areas that a person wants, which is mainly from, right, like it says, from his children, from his health, and from his parnasa, real issues in life, how to think about it. How, he gave us advice of how to reframe my mind. Number two, if they're starting to you know, pop into my head that uh, you know, all these negative things that, that may be that, uh, from, from heaven, that I'm, I'm doing, not doing the right thing spiritually, that spiritually things are off. Then we discussed in chapter 27 what happens if you know, these negative thoughts are popping into my head you know, and I'm just doing mundane things. And he explained to us how to, how to realize that maybe I'm looking at myself from the wrong perspective and I have to realize who, who I really am and realize what my true avoda is. And when I recognize what my true avoda is, then I'm able to really be besimcha because I have the opportunity to turn myself over and turn over the entire world every single moment of every day. And that is an incredible, awesome thought. And therefore, that should bring me so much happiness in my fulfilling my mission in this world. And finally, in chapter 28, he discusses what happens if a person is in the middle of davening or avoida and things are happening and he could think to himself, well, I'm not accomplishing anything here. What am I doing? Bechlal, right? You know, it's not, nothing's happening. And instead, now he thinks in a, from a different point of view that he realizes that, no, this is an indication that he really is succeeding. And because of these thoughts, it's just a proof that the Nefesh of Bahamius is trying to, you know, last-ditch effort, right? Like the idea, you know, he's just giving it its all. So now a person realizes that he's winning, he's doing, he's accomplishing. That has to give him even more simcha. And if he realizes that, he has to know that his mission is Ufaratsa, go out. Don't get involved in, the, in, in arguing with the Nefesh of Bahamis. Don't get involved in any arguments. Don't get involved in fighting the Nefesh of Bahamis. Just do my mission. That's the idea here. And if it's not helping, he can't do his own mission, just then call out to Hashem and beg Hashem to save me. Save me from this. And Hashem will for sure throw out a life preserve for him and, and for sure he will save him in every manner.